Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Dude, it's still tired. I didn't very sleep last night, but I think it was mostly my fault because I was binging on a podcast because I'm, you know, working with some people and that's what I needed to do. There you have it. It was. It was. I have found that in my process. And, and, you know, it's, I'm, I, there's something about having to do something because I've never really worked with this many um, podcasters at, at the same time, sort of. So this is a big learning experience for me, and it's it's already taught me many lessons. But one of them is that it's in my investment of time in in really immersing myself in in their audio that I get to know them at a a real core level. And they and it's funny because I first I always have the sometimes it's really instinctive. As soon as I listen, I'm like, uh, like there's all of this information that comes to me right away. And then there's times where I'm like, oh. Okay. Not that it's, I'm not, it's not that I'm judging the content. It's not even about that or being critical. It's like, hmm, it's not like an easy in. And I find that uh, I usually get on, it's sort of like when you start reading a book, you you get into the first chapter and maybe some books you're really in it right away. And then some of them you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to keep this up, but I'll just read the second chapter. You know, it was so liberating the day I realized I didn't have to read a whole book. Like oh, I could it? start it and go, funk this book and put well, it down. Well, you know, it's so weird. Because as a kid, I felt this weird, like, pull to finish it, even if I hated it. I guess that's school. That's what school does. That is what school does. That's what the push. But you know what? The thing is, I'm so, and again, this isn't a negative reflection on anybody. It's just that it's uh, um, uh, about being tired. Like I am um, creatively um, getting to a point that I've never worked at this kind of a level before creatively before with people. And, but I found that there's always this deep, yeah, that happens. Like, I don't know, around the fourth podcast episode that I've listened like one after the next, it just hits. It's like a, it's a full on body experience where I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. And and so it's this immersion, but it take but that takes time. I can't push that. And I don't push crap to my people. So anyway, that's why I'm I'm a little bit exhausted because the in, the time investment is by far um the most the most that I've put out for stuff. So yeah. So once you do it this way, are you thinking that you might find a way to have a similar service without the same kind of immersion for you? Is there a way to sort of, maybe towards the end of this, you'll be able to figure out a way to sort of speed that up somehow. Well, I think that, I don't know how, but right. I think the process is if it's going to have to be in, on the part of um, working with less people 
Uh, and probably, and I am think because of the amount of time that I'm investing in people, I'm I'm going to have to raise my price on this type of work. I think you know? you're right. And so, and and if somebody wants a specific answer, I'm super into that. But the level of like I am, the kind of um, investment that I'm putting into every single person is by far a lot. You know, <laughs> um, I mean, at minimum, it, you get at least five hours off of my life for each person. Like that's a minimum of what I invest in each person. And that's not including the hour and a half session. So you're not even like, you haven't even started with me yet. No, I have not. Uh, but you're going to, you're not going to be so hard because I don't have to listen to it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, but yeah, those sessions are quite in depth. And um, and I love them. So I think that that's going to be of it. But I have started to see I have started to see um, some themes that have developed that I feel, oh, OK, I, we can we can do something together here. We can have a together um, work session or course that ha- can, can come through around these specific themes that I think everybody needs mm-hmm. to work on. So that's been very clear. I'm like, oh, well, this is obviously a thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then whenever I keep on saying the same things over and over again, I'm finding out, I'm like, okay, so this is a through line that I can teach all of them. Everybody needs to know this. And then there's the individual stuff, of course, but there's a lot of things I'm like, okay, everybody needs to know this. This is something. So that's what it's taught me. It's the yeah. coolest thing because I get a chance to come in and help uh, with the audio. Yeah, uh, I've been, I've been banished to one room. I know. Like, dude, <laughs> I, I'm banished to the audio love room. Unfair. Little bit. I'm not going to lie, but because <laughs> so anyhow, because I don't want to talk in front of me, and I can understand that. That's fine. Yeah. But just the the questions that I get, and I don't have the full force of what you're doing. It's uh, it's a little bit t- time consuming, but it's great. It's neat. It's fun to get in there and help people and stuff like that. So it's a. I see what you're doing because you can't kick me out of the general. There's two places in Slack that I can be right. general and audio. So I do. I sneak in and I look around in general, <laughs> see what's going on. And it's a great service. You're doing a great job. I, I love it. And the, the thing about it is the people that are in there love it. You can tell. And uh, and you're making gr- great strides and great improvements with their podcast. I think that I what I want uh, some of the and you know some of the ladies know and also um the, you know allowing or wanting you John to be part of the experience for this is because I really believe in you John Bikinis. Oh, thank you. I really believe That's in you terrible. and I really I know <laughs> and I really think Don't I you re- start crying. I know. <laughs> I really think that you need to put yourself in the in the seat of of leadership. And I put you in there because I do feel that you have a lot of value to offer. And there is a possibility to do a service for some people that um, that can be a one-off thing. You know, I mean, I know we all love you to do our editing for us. And I know that you're getting a lot of clients and whatnot. But I do feel that you do have the capability of being able to advise people in the capacity that you can. You have a lot of knowledge. And it's worth it's worth it for people to invest in you for that. Like I'm having well, this I appreciate problem. Being it. You're giving me a chance to practice. Yeah, well, so that's why I, I put you in there. Yeah, I'm like, nice. you need to try and do this so that you know you can do it. And the conversations are there. And, you know, not everybody needs it because I do have a few ladies that have their own editors or they have, they're really advanced in the way that they do their audio. And, and that's great. And some of the women actually said that. They're like, I'm afraid it's going to be all about the audio and I don't want that. I'm like, yeah, I get it. 
It's there if you want it. You don't have to, you know, it's there if you want it, if there, if you need it, but it's not what it's all going to be about. And sometimes it's going to be some tough love, ladies. Like sometimes you're, you're doing stuff and it's poo-poo caca. But that's okay. We can fix it. Well, and the thing is, it's like everybody needs to be able to learn how to do it. And you also need to learn to know the capacity, what people have. And I feel that's part of the, the work, you know. How yeah, if you have a that? if you have a condenser microphone in a in a room full of people with a fan blowing into the microphone, it's not good audio. No. I, don't care. I can't do anything with that. Right. But we could teach you how to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on now with I'm me. Exhausted. Now you're exhausted. See, I'm falling asleep as we're sitting here. No, I'm just kidding. So um Oh, that's so flattering. Ah! Um okay, so we have uh, you guys, podcast movements coming up, and we have a coupon. We have a coupon, y'all. It's She Podcasts, one word, together. There's going to be some fun, fun things happening over at Podcast Movement. Jess, have you started to work on your session? No. (laughs) (laughs) Neither have I. But both Jess and I have some great things. No, I have. You know what? I will say yes and no because okay. I'm developing a series for an organization about podcast advertising and I'm going to pull my research from that series, which should be May and June and use that for August. So yes and no. I mean, plus I have webinars that I've done on this in the past, so I'm not starting from scratch, so it'll be good. I want a portion of your session to be Jessica's pet peeves. I think you need to have that as part of the session. Really? Yeah. Um, and it Can't needs we to be do that for our, don't forget, wait a minute. Don't forget you and I still haven't started planning our meetup. Oh yeah, we do have a meetup and we have a meetup where we could potentially be doing a live taping that will include mm. pet peeves and maybe some stand up comedy. We haven't discussed what we're doing. Yeah, We yet, haven't discussed so any of that stuff either. You are correct. That will more to come on that. But, but the reason why, um, Elsie's bringing it up at this moment is because they're doing something at podcast movement called Ignite. Do you have Ignite? Have you ever done or gone to an Ignite before? No, I have not. Okay. So it sounds like some BS that they made up, but it's not. Ignite is something that you can do city to city. And it's almost like a speaking challenge. So basically, you have – you can make your own presentation, but you have to do – or no, wait. Wait. Hold on. I want to make sure that I explained it correctly because it's really – it's hilarious. Um, let me just make sure. So it's um, it's unfortunate that like John Lee Dumas starts every show with Ignite because it has nothing to do with John Lee – Dumas whatsoever. Um, Basically, um, Ignite is a speaking event where a series of speakers get – okay, here it is. They each get on stage for five minutes to share what's called a spark. A spark is a five-minute talk with 20 slides. Each slide is on for 15 seconds. And you have no ability to move the slides. You give the slides over. You create the slides. You give them over. Then you open your mouth. And it's kind of fun to watch people trip and fall over where the slides are landing versus what they're saying. So you either have to practice your pants off or you have to put slides up that may or may not go with what you're talking about at that moment. It's a really interesting um 
It's a really interesting challenge. So like we, they used to have it here in Wilmington, Delaware, like two or three times a year. You would go to Ignite, they, you'd pay for tickets or you'd speak. And the funniest one I ever saw was a guy who had like a, I mean, like he was not, he's a guy that owned like a printing company. He was like not a guy that spoke often. And he was talking about eco-friendly print options and all his slides were doc, were Dr. Seuss cartoons. And it was just oh. the funniest. I don't know how he got them to pertain to printing and paper, but somehow he did. And like they were hilarious. And then like he got one slide off. So then the slides were like inappropriate. It was hilarious. It was so wow. fun. So this is the kind of thing where like I think it's cool that they're, um, you know, having this at Podcast Movement because it's only for people that don't get a session. You can still – it's going to be on the main stage Tuesday night before the whole thing starts. Um, and you can go to Podcast Movement and apply to do this if it's something that you think you'd be comfortable with or if you just want to participate. I mean it's not meant to be like a clowning around thing. It's meant to be like you're supposed to share an idea in five minutes that you have and, you know, you're supposed to – give 20 slides it's not really supposed to be a joke but it is fun to watch which is my point so um yeah so go to podcast movement if you haven't signed up yet and gotten your tick and gotten your tickets our coupon code is she will shock you yeah she podcasts <laughs> and you get 15 percent off whatever deal they're having um and then you know if you haven't gotten a session or if you didn't think you were ready this is your opportunity to show your stuff and let people, you know, it's sort of like if you're not ready this year, but you think you'll be ready next year, try for the Ignite. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's so a good, funny. It's a good start. When you Go put that out, uh, Jack, I mean, not when you put that out, when Podcast Movement shared that there was this thing called Ignite and I saw what it was, as soon as I started reading it, I was like, oh my God, I never in a million years would do something like that. Ever, ever, no. ever, ever. Oh my God. Nope. I, I even got nervous in my stomach just thinking about that. And I thought, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it's for, scary. For me. I've never done, I've actually never done an Ignite because I've always been scared as well. Like I've done, I've done, I've been speaking now for at least 10 years, but I've never had a timed speech that could possibly run away from me and i don't think i'd be good because i am an i am a i'm an explainer hmm. so there's there's almost a 90 you know there's like a 98 percent chance i'd get off my slide you know like there's it's almost guaranteed that i could not follow the pattern in 15 seconds yeah i can't even do it right now i know it's like uh what <laughs> the, what, it's too much it's too much now yeah I, I i probably would think i think if i really planned it out like i'd have to not necessarily be perfect or anything like that but i but the concept is appealing but at the same time when i first read that i was like there's no way in hell i would be able to do anything like that that was my first reaction it's i really think if hard. i if i if i thought about it you know, and I really wanted to challenge myself and like, like, let's say this was my opportunity. Like, just like you said, if you said you want to stand out in the world of podcasting, you feel you have something to offer and you and your session wasn't uh, accepted or anything like that. I would probably concentrate 100% on doing something like this and just blowing the lid off of everybody, at, at least putting myself out there so people can talk about what I did and, and testing boundaries. Yeah. And That's what I would exactly. do. I, I truly 100% would do it. Even if I, my first instinct was like, no way. I mean, if Which, you have an idea or something, you have to get out there to this community. This is a great way to do it. Absolutely. Do it, do it. But anyway, so, you know, also in this email was podcasting pickup lines. 
Oh my gosh, that's which funny. I thought were really funny. Podcast movement um, always has it, all these discussions. It says this past weekend was no different as they had a thread for pickup lines. And I think my favorite one is, do you want to come over and eat a Blue Apron meal? I have an offer code. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, that one's a good they one. were so I like all oh, your links are pretty links too oh, that's a funny one that's so cute that's a cute pickup line yes and the dirtiest one do you want to record in person or do a double ender oh that's uh, nasty. a nasty one. Oh, jeff brown i just let kudos to jeff brown his is the first one and it said oh wait i have to tell you both of these jeff brown said you and my podcast have a lot in common you can both be found in the what's hot section uh- <laughs> <laughs> and then gary leland's did you hurt did it hurt when you fell from soundcloud oh my god those are hilarious that those are hilarious you oh, see yeah. why guys pickup lines don't work yeah, you know, yes, exactly. Course. No, Edie Bergs. Edie did one. I'll show you my downloads if you show me yours. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, there you go. I have one that they didn't add. I just got Casper's um, sponsor. Want to come over and see what they sent me? Uh, that was mine. I was going to. That was. I was just going really? to say that. Shut yeah, up. I was just going to say that before you said yep. that. Casper. Mattress. So I have. I have one that I never wrote because I saw that because I'm so busy. I can't do any fun things like that now. Right, How about right. this? <laughs> let me see. Let me think. I, I had it right in my head. Give me one second. Do you want me to liberate your syndication? Ah, <laughs> lips and wine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so there's that. That's the Rob Walsh pickup line of the year. Exactly. Uh, so, but I mean, kind of speaking of pickup lines and moving into our content and um, yes, getting some on. feedback from a man. I will read oh, this for you. You made that out to be such a big deal. Like I know. The one Ooh. man that listens. It's I not know, the one right? man anymore. <laughs> I know a lot that do. But uh, so here we go. This is an email that we got about uh, episode 40. Okay. So. No, 140. 140. So that's right. Sorry. One, 140. That's right. 40 would be weird. Okay. Jess. That was a long time ago. I've been thinking a lot about your problem client from episode 140. I don't normally respond to what I perceive as offhand, what do you think, comments. But since I started podcasting, I now realize the thrill every time someone reacts to something I say on the show. It never gets old. And with almost 20 years of consulting, think I might have a few relevant observations. Number one, why he's being an asshole is irrelevant. (laughs) Focusing on the why just makes you angrier. What you need to do is address the behavior, not the reason for it. I'd send him an email or registered letter, if there's time, and lay it out. You need X by Y, and if you and if you fail to deliver, bad thing Z will happen. Bad thing Z will happen. That's funny. Uh, number two, you are probably right on why he's being an asshole. I have had many female colleagues over the years and time and time again have found um, if I told a difficult customer the exact same word for word that they did, of the time it was accepted with a smile after fighting with the female colleagues over the same thing. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Number three, after several years of consulting, I repeatedly found myself saying, I don't get paid to put up with this shit. Then one day I realized I could. That's when I invented the asshole tax. (laughs) (laughs) difficult clients or even potential clients with bad reputations would be changed any uh, charged anywhere from 25% to 200% more for being assholes. Not only did most of them pay it, 
I think deep down they knew they were assholes and found it difficult to keep people working with them. I also found that their assholiness bothered me less. Not sure if that works in your business model. Four, if he won't change his behavior and you can't be compensated for the extra trouble drop, drops his ass, drop his ass. Love the podcast. Hi, Elsie. And this is from Leo <laughs> from the Kentucky Gazette podcast. And we'll have a link in the show notes uh, for him so that you guys can get to know him. So what do you say about that, Jess? Um, with regards to wonder number one, I know why is an important, I'm just fascinated by it. It has nothing to do, like it does, whether it does it make me angry or not is sort of irrelevant. Like I always, I'm always wondering why assholes are assholes, like what they're gaining from it, what they're hiding. It's it never, never doesn't fascinate me. So sorry for that double negative. And then, um. As far as number two, getting paid, you know, charging an asshole tax. I that love does work for my business tax. model. It does work for my business model, but it's also something I probably have to know and agree upon in advance. I can't just now charge an asshole tax after I've signed a contract, which brings us to number three. After this campaign, I, I won't be selling his show anymore because I just I, – I didn't even mean to sell it this time. I pitched it months ago before I knew this person was not work withable and – um the fact that they wanted, you know, this person, the advertiser wanted this person. And I didn't really want to steer them away because I thought, how bad could it be? And it was, it's bad. That's all. It's bad. And I should have known it was going to be bad. Well, that's good. But we love, yeah. Leo, thanks so much for reaching out and yeah, giving us the, like, the that, actionable stuff. I I actually really dug It really that. meant a lot to me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that he's that, like, actually that number one where he said that, you send an email and you just kind of say like you need X by Y or you get Z. That's well, that's kind of how I handle it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I kind of really d- dug that. So, and not only yeah. that, but I started to talk to him like he was one of my kids, like because I'm not even nice when I do that kind of stuff. I'm like, right. like for example, like when when your kid won't do the dishes or they won't do the dishes, or they won't do the dishes, and they want something else, and it's like, listen. If you don't do the dishes, you're not going to have this. Do you want this? If you want this, then you need to do that. The end. And that's kind of how I even phrased – I think it was over text message. But the fact that – like that's something my father used to do to me too is like the extra question for stupidity emphasis was the thing that I did to this person. I was just like, if you don't do this, then you can't have that. Don't you want that? That's like the yeah. extra, like um, hello, exactly. And then if they, yeah. So I, I took care of it, yo. But thank you. It really was so sweet of you to send in. That meant a lot to me. So thanks. thank you, Leo. We also got a little bit of feedback from Kate. You want to take that one, Jess? Yes. Kate says, "Oh, this is in response to your um e e e." Yeah, your my Elsie's emergency LC's excitement. <laughs> yes, which you can sign up for where? In the link in the I'll put a link in the show. Notes. Okay, put a link in the show notes for Elsie's emergency excitement. So, um she said I listened to the latest podcast episode t- today and first of all, I'm super proud of just happy to know her. Jerks who lie about their stats to contradict people in the know are essentially taking out an artificially inflated penis and thumbing it on the table just for the sake of spilling everyone's drinks. <laughs> I love that <laughs> visual. <laughs> There's no reasoning with them, and I'm so glad she called him out. On second thought, I'm going to copy Jessica on this email so she can hear from me. Love you, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I know. Uh, 
A thought on you must be consistent with your podcast. I just want to say while I agree that it is the best way to grow your show, I'm sure by being inconsistent with my own, I'm impeding its growth. Some people just cannot commit to a thing on a regular basis like that. The reason my podcast is still going is that I have released myself from the pressure to keep it to a schedule. I have hardcore fans of my show who email me to ask when the next one comes out. And so they give me little nudges that helps to encourage me to keep going. While some listeners, I'm sure, drop off, new ones arrive every month and email me. My podcast is doing its job as I define it. Really, the podcast is an extension of my blog and a reminder. Oh, and in between the sporadic posts of my blog and in my podcast, I think I keep things going well enough to keep my business booked three to six months in advance. So I'm happy. Hello. That's yes. nice. Just a note, reminder, the podcasting community at large, success is how you define it. And I 100% agree. Yep. I don't remember insisting that you have to be consistent with your podcast. But when I said that, I'm going to assume that I said it in reference to um, sponsors would- and advertisers, that I was probably r- ranting about someone like the help me help you kind of thing. Dude, like I can't the- sell a show. It was the Go Aaron Menke stuff. Remember, because he he had one of one of his things in the pictures oh, yeah. that we shared. He just said, "Be consistent." Is, is, oh, yes. and then we were just like, "Yeah, That's that we right. agreed to the be consistent part of it." Um, that we said that. Oh yeah, be consistent. Yeah, no, I mean, I do agree with that. I mean, I do agree with that as far as success of a podcast. But Kate, I don't think that you are wanting a successful podcast so much as you are wanting success in your life and the podcast and the blog and the other things contribute to that and it's just a different perspective this guy aaron menke is like how to have your podcast be your success which is not what you're after right um but you're right success is how you define it of course absolutely and i think that that's what it is you know part of being able to define to define exactly what you want with the podcast and to understand that there are some people who and this is a question that I bring up right now with all the ladies in the E-League. It's really like, do you want the podcast to be the hub where everything else comes from? Or is, you know, the podcast part of your overall or your overarching media strategy out there for whatever other thing that you want, right? right. Because a lot of the ladies in there, some of the ladies are, you know, their, their podcast is their thing and, and they're not really actually even looking to monetize it. They just kind of want to grow it and just grow it for its own sake because of what it is and what they believe in the podcast and how powerful it is versus there are some women in there that truly do have a business or something else that they are using the the podcast to sort of fuel uh, their voices in the space in order to become more successful business women right so that's a whole other it's a whole other thing and we need to put that in there i completely ag- agree with yeah, Kate about that too inchilada. yeah and i i love the way that she stated what she stated in terms of um being a you know having her business you know basically booked from three to six months in advance that's like awesome and being able to have like a kick-ass or kick-back podcast where you could kind of be able to go, I think it's time for me to put something out now. I like that too. Mind you, you know, people like Dan Carlin, who is one of my heroes in terms of podcasting, he also is not very consistent at all. Like, at all. you don't even know when he's going to put out his next episode because he works so mm-hmm. long on them and he doesn't have like, he's not like sitting there going like, okay, every two months. Like there is absolutely no consistency to when he puts stuff out. Um, and he is highly successful, 
So people will get to know you and people will expect um, things from you whenever they come out. Yay, yeah. Kate! And mind you, this is Kate Sitka, and she is from the Joyful Telepathy podcast. Very, very great conversation that she has in there. So you guys can go definitely check her out over at joyfultelepathy.com, and we will put link in the show notes for you guys who decided to engage with us and give us feedback, because we love it. Toot, toot. Doot, doot. All right. So um, I, I, I saw this conversation happening um, in the She Podcast group, and I kind of wanted to talk about it. And again, because of the amount of time that I've been putting on my other stuff, I don't have time to to craft the my usual gigantic blog post type <laughs> comments <laughs> for people <laughs> in the group. So this actually came up, and this was the question, guest hosts. Have you ever brought on a guest host for your show or transitioned a show to another host? Um, I've got a bunch of travel coming up and thought it would be fun to transition to a guest host for a while, but trying to think through the best way to do that and um, things I might not be thinking about. For example, I wouldn't want the guest to be promoting their own businesses on my show. Thoughts and experience? Thanks. And this is from Amanda Cook from the Wellpreneur podcast. And I know that you... You commented a little bit on that post, a little something. Yeah, I mean, I just, all I said was that you and I did it for episode 100 and Mm -hmm. they didn't do any promoting. They just did like a takeover and I thought it was great. And then she wrote, oh, she said she'd need someone for a few months. Yeah, so so here's like, I know that stuff. Oh God, what if they like them better? Well, see, there is that, but also people get very um, attached to the host. But here's how there's a lot of people that actually do this and have done this in the past. And part of it is that like the Daily Tech News Show uh, does that sometimes because he obviously he has a daily podcast and he does have hosts that come in and run the show for him, mind you. And maybe Amanda in the future or anybody else who wants to do this, one of the things that you can do is you start to cultivate relationships with specific people who happen to maybe podcast and are aware of how to run a show um, and have them be a co-host once in a while will will you introduce them to your people. They also need to be um, invested in your content, know the way that you run it, understand your business and really want to support you because you, that's really what's happening. People are stepping into your show and in the daily tech news show, that's what he's done. He's got a a, a core group of, I'd say now from like, goodness gracious, from five to about 15 people that, uh, Tom Merritt can really l- rely on to take over the show if something happens. In fact, I was just cutting out, I was trying to cu- cut out examples of how he promotes his Patreon because he's got the most uh, successful Patreons out there for a podcast. And I wanted to cut out bits and pieces of his podcast for the E-League so that people can hear how to promote it. And I went in there and I downloaded his latest episode and I'm like, oh my God, this is not Tom. This <laughs> This is the, he has a, a guest host coming in today. And and the thing is, it's like, it's so funny because they know the way that the show is run. They run it exactly the way Tom runs it. And everybody already knows them. And they, they always say like, subscribe to, you know, they do all the calls to action for the Daily Tech News Show. And then they just say like, I'm so-and-so from this podcast. And if you want to follow me, this is where I am. The end. Yeah. 
Um, the end again. The end again. And also, you know, in this week in tech, the same thing has happened over in that in that place where you know if Leo Laporte goes on vacation, which he has done in the past, who is he's the main dude and he runs everything. So basically, he has said, "I'm going to be gone for the month of August. So and so is going to be taking over for me," and he's just gone off, and that's what's happened. Uh, and hmm. we expect it as an audience that that's what's happening, and we look forward to him coming back. So that's that's also an, another opportunity to to do stuff, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think that the the reason that I wanted to talk into this is because in order for this to happen, you do have to have a trust, and the people who you ask also need to listen to your show to at least understand what you're doing. I mean, right. Otherwise, they just tune in one day and who the heck is this? Yeah. And they won't know. They don't know the feel like you are putting on a show. I mean, people do that all the time when, it, you know, like what's his name? Ryan Seacrest is doing that morning show with what's her name now? Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa. Yes. Yeah. So that's crazy. So they change hosts all the time, but they have. Well, the same... they don't want to be changing hosts all the time. People just keep leaving. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is that there is it, the show is the show and people come in there and that's true that's that, a good point you know what i mean it stays in the same sort of vein you don't try to make it your show it's the show that's already. a very good point actually. so yep. if we see it from that perspective i think uh, amanda and anybody who's thinking about this you really need to sit down and figure out like what type of show is it what is your main mission for the show what is it that you really want to get through? What are the types of um, you know interviews that you might have, the types of teachings that you might have? And can somebody deliver on that and then get that person? So, yeah. That is all. Yeah. So what's going on here with uh, FinCon San Fran? What is that? So um, the guy who's doing FinCon decided to do this really cool little – um, one onesie twosie offs called FinCon Masters. And basically, it's like a really intimate event. Um, it's limited to 80 people, bloggers, podcasters, authors, creatives. Um, they still have like a um, learnings. So basically, it's um, advanced level talks, case study presentations, and then dinner. And it's like four hours. So rather than do like a whole weekend, it's like a four hour stint um, for like a hundred, hundred, two hundred bucks. So I wanted to give. Um, so the next one is in San Francisco on the tenth, which if you're listening to this on Monday is two days from now. So if you're still interested and it's not sold out, um, go to the link Bitly, you know, not dot com, but bit dot ly forward slash fcm for FinCon Masters San Fran fcm San Fran. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I'm messing with the mic. I'm sorry. FCM San Fran <laughs> and check it out. Um, I thought it was really neat. You know, I like when they have little more intimate things. Like FinCon is like a huge, huge financial expo um, in the fall where they bring together every content creator that talks about money whatsoever. And then they kind of teach them all the things. So it's a pretty cool oh. event. But this is like, these are little mini events, which I think is also cool. Kind of like PodCamp, I guess. But they have... 
these so the one San Francisco is um Bobby Lee from Two Minute Finance, Sam Parr from The Hustle, Nick Loper, Side Hustle Nation, Jennifer Barrett from Acorns, and Paula Pant from Afford Anything. So all podcasters and bloggers talking about money. Um, and I guess you get to hang out with them, ask some questions, and do all the things. Very, very, very Yeah. Cool. So I think That's it's kind of cool. And then in I- June, if you're really interested, there's one in London. And then the big Shibumi is in October. I don't know how many people who are here listen in London, but I'll have, I'll try and get a um, a link to that for the next time. Fantastic. First, let's sell out San Fran, shall we? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That would be, that's the first start. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, if you're interested and you're local, check it out. Very, very nice. That's it. That's the end. That is of that. the end. Are we ready to do some news? We are. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. So what are some news, Jess? How about it? Okay. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> it seems that someone we know has been added to and will be inducted this summer into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame, and it's Elsie. Oh my god! Yeah, da, da, da. Oh Elsie god. has been nominated and approved, and will be inducted this summer into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. Because, really, what choice do they have? You are oh, someone fabulous. Who's been- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how Your I should pod- uh, come out. That is fabulous. She's been podcasting for 10, over 10 years, 12 years. She's been teaching it for forever. She's been listening since it began. Nobody, as John said before the show, eats, sleeps, and breathes podcasting more than Elsie, I don't think. so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, she's all humble and shit. But you deserve it, Elsie. I'm really excited for you. Dude, it was kind of shocking, and I'm still sort of like, How oh, my is God. it shocking? It doesn't shock me. Well, it 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 is. It's still it, – it is. It's it's shocking. And and it's even – I mean, it, it, when I found out, I was – Don't cry. Told, I know. I'm going to try. I know. Stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop. When kidding. I saw who else was going to do it, that's when I really started to freak out, like the other inductees, because I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Like, I know every single one of those guys – and have followed their Do work you? for so long. Yes. And so when I was like, what? Like, I, I, that's when I wanted to crawl into a, underneath my bed. I was like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. I got to get out, off of the, the whole imposter syndrome thing. It started to crawl into my head. I was like, who am I? See, you who denied am I that here? last time this it. came up. Stop that because right now they're all saying, oh my God, I'm in with Elsie Escobar. Do you believe this? <laughs> that's true. It's a good point, John. Well, well, that's what I thought. But anyway, because some of these, I don't know. That's what was really, it was it was particularly poignant for me when I saw that. So just because. So, so yeah. what? Go no, on. I was going to say, who else is on there that made you go? Luria. She's Callie Lewis. Like she was one of the first people that I followed when I first started podcasting. She was doing Geek Brief TV at that time or. I forgot what it was called. She's she's named her podcast in many different ways, and there's been many uh, iterations. Starting with the fact that she was Callie Lewis, that was like her sort of persona, and then now she's got it's her real name. She's using Luria Petrucci, and I was like, oh wow. I mean, for me, she, 
she real she's a rock star. I mean, she's been on Twitch. She's been doing this like live streaming before it was cool thing. She's been reporting mm-hmm. from the show floor. She's one of those people. When I watched her, I was like, I want to do what she's doing. That you know, that's mm-hmm. one of those things that immediately, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, I want to report like that. I want to put the microphone in front of people. I want to be you know comfortable in front of a camera like that. I want to be geeky and wear cute tank tops or t-shirts because she's got <laughs> the cutest shorts, the cutest shirts and stuff. She's done so many different things. She's got an insane following in social media and a huge fan base. I mean, huge. when Callie, huge. It, when Callie Lewis or Luria says anything. Everybody does it. You know, it's, she, she's got, I, I mean, just a huge fan base. And she started podcasting way, way, way back then, back then. And, and, you know, she actually came into the scene having a video podcast. That was like her thing. She didn't, I don't think she's ever really have a, a, a full on audio podcast. She's been a guest in a lot of the top tech uh, industry podcast out there, including This Week in Tech. Um, and so I, I was always somebody, it was somebody that I always looked up to, you know, she, she was just mm-hmm. a personality. She's always been a personality. That so sense. that was huge. And then Dan Class from The Bitterest Pill, who was one of the first podcasters out there. It was actually possibly one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. And, um, and the fact that I met him in real life because we were part of the LA podcasters back in the day. And I was very impressed by his work. He is, you know, self-deprecating and hilarious as all crap. And he really tells stories incredibly well. Uh, And I was incredibly impressed by uh, what he, he created back then, you know, and it bums me out. There's times when I get really bummed out by the fact that um, he didn't continue or push it as much as, as he could have, I guess, whenever there was a, I can't say the podcast bubble, but there's a lot of those guys that didn't kind of um, push through into uh, the marketing side of things or the visibility side of things because other people started to do things in the space and they just happened to have louder megaphones particularly mm-hmm. from the business side of things and they overshadowed a lot of that initial work out there but if you want to listen to a great podcast you can still go listen to the bitterest pill he is very very good and it's interesting because he was the whole premise of him is like he was essentially the way that he put himself his wife worked he was an out of work actor and he had to stay at home and be with the kids. Like that was his thing. And he was podcasting from underneath the flight path in LAX. <laughs> and so he was like, he would tell all these stories about being a stay-at-home dad and dealing with his little little kids. He, I think when he started, his little girl must have been two and a half or three years old. And um, his boy must have been like five or six or something. And now his boy is going into college. Hmm. It's crazy. That's crazy. Believe me, I know what it's like. So, but he's been podcasting that whole time. It's just crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But I mean, when I look at when I started, I mean, it's kind of like I mean, I know this is even before Facebook, but when I look at what my kids look like when Facebook began, I'm in shock. So, yeah, that is. I mean, you are too. I'm sure. Yeah. Your kids weren't even born. No, I know. When I started, I was thinking like, oh my God, I, you know, I was doing this before. You've had Facebook longer than you had Hunter. I 
I know. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's nuts to even say it out loud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that th- that's it. And so I'm thinking like, gosh, they were somebody that I, that, those two people particularly influenced me a lot. So. Yeah. Well, I understand. Yeah, that's it. I understand, but there's no, impo- I mean, they're um, calling yourself an imposter right now is just laughable at this point. Well, I, I think that, you know what, it, it, it just, you feel. I should have imposter syndrome, yeah. not you. <laughs> Well, you just have to feel like it. That's what it feels like. It's like, oh my gosh, there are other people. Because that's the other thing I'm like, I was thinking like, there's so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and how come so-and-so and so-and-so. Like, I have all of these other names in my head. I mean, that that's true. Up. But I guess whoever um, nominated you gave a very compelling <laughs> and persuasive argument as to why you should be in. I wonder who that was, Jess. I, what I do you think? S- I'd have no idea who that could be, but whoever it is does a lot of sales during the day and knows how to make a compelling argument. Oh my gosh. And I do know, you know, um, Danny. And I'm not saying that there even needed to be that strong of a sales. Well, I had, you know, Danny Pena actually reached out to me directly and he was like, he was very excited and he, he was just like, you know, I've always, I've always wanted you, you know, and he was just so great. Whoa, that's very personal. No, I know. You know what I mean? Mm, That's not. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Pena reached out to us. You you know, I've always wanted you. That's literally no. what you said, Elsie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Num num. <laughs> Stop it, John. Come and, on, uh, that's what you okay, said. Okay, that I is didn't what I said. Well, I know I did. I, but it, that's not what I meant. And Danny, I'm sorry okay. if it came out like that. But that's not what I. I think that totally. Anyway, he was very oh my kind, God. and we talked oh. on the phone, and it was very sweet. So, I think, very so let's sweet. just clarify that what he meant was I he always wanted thought me to be you were deserving of it as well. Yes, he was deserving. Okay. Yes, that's it. That he deserving of it as well. Yes, absolutely. I'm just so delicious. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh, my God. Nothing makes me happier than when John turns this on, Elsie. Yes. Uh. It's oh the I'm best. So, like, thank God that there's no cameras right now because I'm like a hundred shades oh, of red. Right, we should turn on the camera. No. <sighs> I no. mean, what camera? You're like all defensive. There's no camera to turn on. We're not on Skype. We can't. That's even what do I'm it, saying. Even if we want That's what I'm all saying. Right. All right. So, I mean, so there. That so is wait. what you said. So that it was the news. That is the news for now. But we're going to move it into some um, weird and wild show of the week, which I have nothing to do with this well, time. I actually have another bit of news. Oh, okay. They had a Webby. Do you guys know what the Webby Awards is? Do you know what the Webby Awards is? Yes. So the Webby Awards is like, it was last week. And the Webby Awards are basically internet awards for best everything. Yes, everything. And they had a section this year for podcasts and digital audio. Yes, they did. So I thought that was interesting. So I just thought I, I mean, nobody who won are the people that we know it's all network shows yes but but i have to say that i voted and i voted for my favorite podcast which is in the thick in the thick is by Mm -hmm. far one of my top favorite podcasts right now i have been telling every single one of the e-leaguers to listen to that show almost every single one that has talked to me because what i feel about that show is that it has a very specific energy that a lot of podcasters are missing in their shows like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people out there who have 
very good audio. You know, that a lot of people, in fact, they are really up. But they have a bored the affectation, right? Yes. Or there is. I don't a, like that, actually. Or there's a desire to sound very professional. And so all of a sudden it's like, hi. Welcome to my show. My show is about <laughs> wonderful things, and we will be chatting about all kinds of things today in my show. And so then it becomes the, the, bored, I was went to sleep just now. I, no, I know, and I'm not saying that that's not important. I think it absolutely, absolutely is, and the voice carries. And I think we all have different types of resonance. But what I love about in the thick is that, and but, maybe because I'm also incredible partially partial to this because they're all latino and as you know our uh, or not as maybe uh, some of you know latino people or at least um a lot of people of color actually have a lot more color to the way that they communicate oh i, I get say. it it's nepotism and so oh, i see so when you hear it the music is really evocative the hosts have ups and downs with their voice it's just it's just energized and they're talking white people are boring we know it's all true we all know we're boring (laughs) you don't have to play and skirt around it white people are boring so um yeah (laughs) but anyway in the thick is amazing so you guys just listen to it for the energy Listen to it for uh, the energy. Feel how compelling it is and the conversations around them. And they are really actually having quite deep conversations and addressing heavy subjects. And the tone and the tempo and the musicality of the entire podcast itself is one of my favorite things because it always keeps it interesting. Like it. Yeah, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, John, I'd like you to pull that little segment where she said white people are boring. Oh, you don't think I marked that already? You don't <laughs> okay. think that's going to be a drop Thank on the you. next show? You're right, out thanks. of your cotton-picking mind. All right. I just thought I'd, in case you didn't – yeah. It was subtle. The only independent <sighs> show that won anything on here is called How to Be a Girl, um, and it won Best oh, Writing, which I thought beautiful, was cool. It's a beautiful show. Holy cats. And it's oh, it's a beautiful show. But anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just wanted to mention it. And there's a link in the show notes if you want to see all the winners. I just um, wanted to mention that it happened and they were all network shows. Um, Best Interview was another round by BuzzFeed. Best Drama was called Homecoming, Gimlet Media. Comedy was The Hilarious World of Depression by American Public Media. That doesn't sound that hilarious. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Best Individual Episode is to Malcolm Gladwell, Freakonomics won, and the people's choice was revisionist history. Um, yeah, so I mean, I just think it's interesting, and if you want to see what's winning Webby Awards, um, but I agree with Elsie, like, that that affectation, and it's not even like <clears throat> it's important to sound professional, I agree, but I'm not sure why this sounds more professional than the way that I normally talk. Like, Like, why do I have to sound... Bored and slightly thoughtful. <laughs> well, about you know, I think that some, you. you know, who, you know, I, uh, Smooth the people jazz who, <laughs> 93.5 WMMR. Part of it is that we are conditioned to that when you get behind the mic, right? And then the other thing is mm-hmm. that some people, whenever you do a lot of work in a specific area, like if you do voice work or if you do um, enunciation or uh, you know, dialect work, or if you happen to have been been an actor on stage, or if you um, have been a teacher, not, not actually teachers don't really do this as much. But I think that that's what happens is 
we feel like we have to, in quotes, perform, because especially when you're on stage, there is a way you you are meant to speak because we are on stage and you need to enunciate so that the people in the back could actually understand your words. And there's a way that you say things that mm. is that works. The gift around being able to work with your voice is being able to know when to do it and when not to do it. So you take yeah, it out when true. you... So you have to, as a, as a voice professional, you have to be able to know when and, and what you have to put out there. And so... The, Isn't I, it somewhat misleading, though, to think that, to let people think that you talk like this all the time? It depends. It depends I mean, on the type of show you have. do talk that way all the time. Right. But I think that it also depends. You know, I have a different voice when I do the intro to the feed than when I do this stuff. I also have a different voice that I put on when I'm teaching a webinar or a course than when I'm talking with you. And I don't agree. You sound exactly the same to me. You think so? Right well, now you I... sound the same as you do when you and I are teaching a webinar. Yes. All right. Well, good. Because uh, there's been times when I've changed it and I've started to If anyone to else disagrees, it. feel free to tell us. But right. I, mean, you, I I just happened to have just listened to a bunch of webinars with us because I was oh, editing right. together well, no, but we were one piece. Because we were together. What I'm saying is like when it's a class, just me. Like, have you listened to me teach the podcaster um, this social media best practices class? Well, actually, I you know, I tried to do that very conversational as well. The thing is, that the point what I'm saying is if you're going to talk that way, <laughs> you have to make a choice. Like you're either going to go, I am now going to go into teacher voice and I will speak this way for yeah. a reason versus going, hey, guys, let's get excited. Let's do this thing. Let's talk about Donald Trump. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it already brings a different type of feel to the thing that we're going to talk about. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> exactly. That. Yeah. I guess um, you're right. All right. So are we ready to move to Weird and Wild Show of the Week now? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild Show of the Week. First of all, I'd like to report one thing that's weird and wild is that it was just 80 degrees over the weekend and I'm looking at the weather for the next 10 days and it's going to be in like the high 50s. What happened? Today is 65 tomorrow and it's a little warmer where you are. But, like, it's yeah. supposed to rain Friday and Saturday, and then next week, 58, 58, 61, 63, and then it'll start to get a little warm. I mean, I know I'm not, you know, Amy Freeze or whatever, but, like, I don't mean to be giving the weather report, but I'm just shocked by that. It's it's the middle of May, for Pete's sake. What's with the cold I'm very front? annoyed by that. Already, it's annoying me. Oh, Ugh. what happened? I just got out all my sandals. All right. Okay. The Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Okay. So, this week, I'm happy to report... That 94-year-old Norman Lear is launching a new podcast. And Holy... actually, of course, wow. he's not amazing. doing it by himself. But he's being interviewed by Bill O'Reilly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's being inter- <laughs> Bill O'Reilly does have a new podcast, too, though. But we, he's those we do not mention. Yes. Um, the show is going to be called All of the Above with Norman Lear. Each episode features him interviewing a celebrity guest along with his friend and sidekick, Paul Hip. It hasn't debuted yet. Early guests include Amy Poehler, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jared Carmichael, America Ferreira. It's going to be, I think, featured on the Podcast One Network, another one of those we do not speak. And um, for those of you who don't know who Norman Lear is, he basically invented the <laughs> sitcom, more or less. Like his, his, okay, his 
show creations include Good Times, All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Alice, basically any show that you saw if you were our age as a kid was probably created by Norman Lear. So anyway, it says we'll be talking about comedy, family, current events, music, politics, and social issues. And I've actually recently read an interview with him. And I mean, I'm not going to say I heard his voice. I don't know how raspy sounds, but like, you'd never know he was 94. Man still talks like he's 40. Love that. He answers questions like he's very up on pop culture. He knows everything that's going on. It's like all the things they were saying about Don Rickles, too. He just passed away at 90. Same thing, like you would talk to Don Rickles and he would instantly know every celebrity, everything that was going on. This guy's kind of the same way at 94 and he looks very dapper and well-dressed probably because he sleeps on a pile of money every night. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I, I, yeah, so pretty exciting. Which one of those shows, did you watch any of those shows, Good Times, All in the Family, The Jeffersons? Uh, Good Times? I think you did? Good Times was playing. Wait, is that what? Which is the one that had rerun in it? And Raj. That is what's happening. Okay, what's happening? Sorry. So, what's happening is the one that I used to watch because that was on at four I don't o'clock. Think that's his. Is that his? Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, all the other ones were kind of late, later okay. in the evening, and we weren't really al- yes. allowed to watch TV I at, wasn't at night. I so wasn't then, either. So. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch good uh, a good times. I was allowed to watch, but I was only four when it stopped being on. Yeah, so I didn't. I I don't think I did. I did watch. I don't think so. I don't think I even watched. What about Stanford yeah, and Son? No, where, all of those. Where, I know where, the songs, like all those songs. Yeah, but all of that stuff. Like, no, we, we. I didn't watch any of those things. The only thing that I used to watch when I was younger that was like late night was like you know the Charlie's Angels and Quincy. Oh, yeah, that's like not those, normally. Wait, what about the facts, life? the facts of life? Yes. The facts of life are all about The facts you. of life I did. Absolutely. Yes. That was until 1988, so we had to be old enough to watch that. I watched that, and I, I religiously watched the Jeffersons. It was so yeah. funny to me. George Jefferson always getting his. So funny. Um, yeah, so he's going to have a cool show. I think it'll be cool. It's a little weird, a little wild, but it'll be good, I think. Sorry about good the mower. Good for can him. Guys, good for I don't him. Know if you can hear my mower. My mower is happening. Um, no, I don't. Not, not, no. Oh, good. No. Okay, good. Um, all right. I think that we're done with Weird and Wild, unless you have one. Yes. No, I don't. Not all this right. time. We can talk about another one some other time. Moving so. right along. But I can't wait for this Jessica's pet peeve. Let's do it. It drives me bananas. <laughs> Jessica's pet peeves. Well, this isn't really... I don't get as fired up about this next pet peeve as you. In fact, I put this on here because I was demonstrating how to use Trello. But. Oh, my God. I know it drives you. It truly does drive you bananas. And I've seen many other people comment and post about how it drives them bananas. So this week, let's talk about Facebook color cards and why they are the the death of all good things. I don't even understand. I really don't understand why they gave the power of the graphic to the general public. I don't understand. Like, I don't. Why? You feel like they they should not be trusted? No. Yeah, exactly. I I feel that they. No. Yes. It's sort of like giving makeup to a little to to a to an eight year old. Mm-hmm. that's what it's like. So then all of a sudden they're like, I'm just going to put this and this. Oh, how about trying to put um, lipstick on my eyes? It's like that. 
And so what ends up happening with the Facebook feed is that I'll start to scroll through it. And then I start seeing all these cards and I'm like, what, what are these ads? And it took mm-hmm. me forever to realize that that was, those were actual like, up, how do you say it? Status updates. And, and it made me absolutely and utterly confused by seeing those things in my face. And the other weird thing is that you can tag people in them. Like they're hyperlinked. Yeah, that's, yep. It's, and I'm like, what? And, and the colors, I think the colors are what like really drives me the, the most bananas because I can put up with the gray ones, like the gray ones, the darker colored ones, I can deal a lot more with, but it's the uh, pastel neon greens and oranges and pinks and turquoises that come in my face where I'm just like, I can't, I can't handle that. And and so it is, it's sort of like, let's try rainbow. Let's try today. Okay. This morning I had a pink card this afternoon. I'm going to do purple and tonight green. Oh my God. You know, I'm actually scrolling through my feed and I cannot find one. Okay. Well, there you have it. That, I'm so, I'm, I'm glad. I, I hope people decide not to do it anymore. Because it's I mean, I so annoying. That's happen. Yeah, and and then what? And of course, because we are so meta about our pet peeves, at least I am. Then it becomes annoying when people start to complain about the cards or mention like on a what card is, on a card. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, if you don't like it, don't don't use do them. it. Don't use them. Don't. Oh, so. I, I love my colored cards. I waited <laughs> so long for them, and I finally got them. And I'm like, and I was, I now I got to stop using them. Oh, <laughs> mm, poor you John. Don't have to. You don't have to. Wait, John, are you one of the culprits here? I am. <laughs> oh, listen to how sheepish he is. I know that was so cute. I am. like last night. I we d- recorded the one year anniversary of the brand. Did X you just podcast. delete it? Oh, it says never no. again. That must have been because of the drinking. Because I drank during the show, Drug and I was, cooking. and then when I went upstairs and I laid down, the r- the bed started spinning, and oh. I grabbed my phone and I said, "What color goes with this?" And it was a, like a gray, oh, and I went never again. And then I hit uh, send, and then went to bed. I so. actually really like your color cards. Don't stop. Oh, stop! It. Don't you patronize me. I'm not. <laughs> I saw Never Again, and I thought that was clever, and I liked your one that said, I need a reminder to have a reminder. I thought that was funny. And then on red, he put, maybe those eggs were too old to eat. <laughs> They're funny. He's really thinking it through, Elsie. I don't think that's who she's referring to. Yeah, no, that's not I what I'm I think she's referring, referring to. to people who do color cards for, like, no reason whatsoever. Like, they're just doing them because they're there, but they're not. Yeah. That's exactly exactly. It's sort of like makeup. Uh, what I'm saying, it's like a five, it's like an eight year old with makeup. That is it. Yeah, eight year old. So most makeup. guys won't know how to use them. I think most people <laughs> are just using them to be fun. It's kind of like Snapchat. It, it, I where, think you use them to get more attention. To be honest with you, because you go wait, wait, wait. Oh, what's this? And then you autom- your eyes are automatically drawn to it. You can't say they're not. They are, of course, they are. That's why people don't like it, and that's why that's I. Not, skip it doesn't them. bother me. But it's not – it is why people don't like it because it draws your eye right to it. So Elsie, of course, is trying to rebel against her own eyeball biology. Exactly. I'm rebelling against my own eyeball biology. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That's a shame. It's a so, shame when people just feel the need to rebel against themselves. I just but, put some um, – sorry to change the subject, but just this came to my attention as you were talking. Don't ask me why, but I just put something in Slack. It's primarily for Jess. John, you can just just be quiet. 
about my post. But I just thought, like, wow, that's nice. What? Did you see Slack? Oh, my God. Wait, so I'm not supposed to say anything about this? No, you can say something. I just think John doesn't need to say anything about it. But isn't this amazing? Mm, num num. <laughs> <laughs> Elsie just posted an interview with some guy named Ryan Dungey, which is like the worst it name is. ever. That's the worst name ever. Dung is like poo poo. Yes. Because basically his name is Ryan Shitball. <laughs> and he's naked on a motorcycle. I know. And with num, with num. look at his boots, <laughs> and he has uh, boots, cowboy boots. boots with big boots on. I think those are not cowboy boots. I think those are motorcycle. Very boots. muscular. He's very muscular. Well, he looks just very acting. good. On there's his... no point in even reading the article. No, there isn't. You got to uh, protect those calves. That's well, what you got to protect. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> because you're, you're on a motorcycle crotch, and you're doing a wheelie naked. Therefore, you must protect your. God, calves. doesn't that? You would think that you that would be uncomfortable on on the hydraulics there, right? I guess You're telling not. me. <laughs> exactly. It's you crazy. pancake anyway. something there and it would hurt for a long Thank time. Thank you for sharing that. This show isn't usually for the objectification of men, but it's no. nice once every 140 episodes to do it, I guess. To do something like that. You guys, I'm Oof. serious. You Whoa. have to go. I'll put a link in the show notes. Ladies, Dios this mio. one's for you. For those of you that are partial to men as uh, sexy, men, sexy people. I know. Pretty crazy. Anyway, I well, actually <laughs> I wasn't like, so, yeah, you know, that's not that big of a pet peeve, I guess, you know? Oh, what? Uh, nothing. That's not really a pet peeve. Either. Okay. So let's move on to Tim tool tips then. Lovely. Elsie's right. tool tips. All right. So something that's been coming up a lot um, when I've been working with the e-leaguers, and I think that this actually happens with a lot of people, is that descriptions in social media for your podcast need to be clearer. Number one, you have to make sure that if whatever social media um, descriptions you have or uh, profiles you have, make sure that you mention that you have a podcast on there somewhere, especially if you wanting to make it a thing. Because a lot of times I'll go to people's social media properties and I won't even know that you have a podcast at all. So do yeah, that. Why do you forget that? That's a pet. Let's just put that under the pet peeves too. I hate when someone writes me or when they want me to check out a podcast and they send me to their website and there's no mention of it whatsoever. What are you hiding? Yeah. Why? Where is it? Yeah. Or actually what I just Don't posted. Don't be embarrassed is, of your podcast. It yeah. should be the number one thing. Or it should be there that of the name of it, you know, because that's what happens. It's like, or it says podcaster. Okay, we know you are a podcaster, but what's your podcast? Like, so either yeah. use your image, your, you know, banner image to make sure that people know what that is or use it in the description because this is a key thing. A lot of our, at this moment, a lot of our individual websites, especially for the new podcasters, aren't really ranking like right up, you know, up top for whatever algorithms are happening in terms of Google, you know, SEO, stuff like that. But Twitter always ranks really high, as does Facebook and now Instagram. So if somebody's searching for something, maybe they won't hit your actual website yet, but they will find you in social media. So make sure that it's what you have is clear because that's really the first place they're going to stop. And then if, if your description or your imaging, you know, your graphics are not also conveying exactly what you want to convey, something is not, is wrong. 
there. So optimize that. You're going to call yourself a podcaster and don't do a link to your podcast. That don't make no sense. Well, it's not about a link to your podcast. It's about saying that you do, that you, you have one, you know, and making sure that people understand the name. And honestly, I, I'm, you know, and I put this up inside in the She Podcast group, and this isn't necessarily even about um, social media as well. But uh, as I was reading the feeds, you know, my podcast feeds in the morning, I saw an article that was really compelling about podcasting. And I went to this person's website, I just click through and I thought, oh, there's an episode that I, I kind of dig this conversation. I would like to listen to it and add it to my queue. And mind you, I don't listen to things when I go to them on the computer because that's lame. I just put them on my queue in my podcast, my podcatcher of choice, right? So I'm sitting there going and, and it said, okay, podcast. I went over to the podcast tab. All of the podcasts were there, but I could not figure out what this person's name was, like the person's the podcast name. So I looked everywhere on the website and the podcast name was nowhere to be found. All of the episodes were there. All of the players were there. There was a beautiful tab there. There was all kinds of saying like, listen to my podcast. This is how to subscribe. I don't think those subscribe buttons were there actually because I would have clicked on that. So anyway, I was like, why do I not know what the name is? I can't even search for it inside of iTunes because I don't know what the name is. So be obvious, be super obvious that what the name of the podcast is. So that is my, uh, my tool tip. That's actually a tool tip. Just it's actually a pet peeve of mine. It's a pet peeve slash slash tool tip. tip. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And speaking of tools, let's talk about John for a moment. Yes. (laughs) 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 She didn't even get that joke. So South Jersey numb nuts. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Uh, so um, if you're looking for an editor or someone to make you sound as good as Elsie and I sound, then you should contact John, AudioEditingSolutions.com. He is very reasonably priced. He does an amazing job. He is killing it out there right now. And if you are tired of doing You have to play notes, with your mic while you're doing my I'm my sorry. Reading. You play with your mic, and now I can't get that out of you. You're saying all these nice things about me, and all everybody hears is... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, so I'm leaving that in there. What are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that just shows you what kind of a ball breaker he is when it comes yep. to good audio. I'm the most fidgetiest person, and uh, he was always giving me a hard time for not being able to sit still. But it's hard. Now we're getting on an hour and a half. It's hard for me to sit still this long. People, I do it for you. What are those things right. that you, you can give somebody that thing that spinny thing? How about we try the spinny thing? Anything from but grabbing the microphone. I wasn't grabbing. I was actually twirling the mic cord around my finger. Yeah, that's <laughs> don't no good either. That makes a noise. Yeah. I didn't think about it. It wasn't even. It was subconscious. Anyway, if you want to be harassed the way I'm being harassed, continue now, to say nice things about me. Go ahead. Please check out AudioEditingSolutions.com. He's an amazing editor, and he's a very good friend. He'll be your absolutely because you heard how he's helping the E League, and they he can help you guys out too. If, even if you want to hire him for a. a a consult to just help you be better at your audio. I'm I'm pitching you for that, John. So yeah. you can yes. just talk to people about Consults. their audio consult, yes. and then that'll just be good. Send it to him, and he'll and you can give him a few, you know, a consult fee to tell you what you can improve. Exactly, that'll be awesome. Elsie just made that up. It's a great service. It's a great John service, and a lot of people don't. <laughs> know, I know, right? 
Um, so I know that Hi. you have a hard out uh, here, John, but I want to close the show here by just um, sharing a couple of interviews that I was on. I actually was on Carly Nemo's Carlosophies podcast. Um, her episode, I'll put a link in the show notes. And actually, that was perhaps the most candid interview I've ever given. And ever, ever, ever. And I chat about some very personal things in that podcast that um, we have alluded actually to in She Podcasts. And maybe when you listen to that, if especially those of you who are fans of the show and have, you know, listened very closely to what's going on with us, I reveal a lot of stuff in that podcast. And um, I think that you guys are definitely would, well, um, it's great. (laughs) It's great. I really, really, uh, I'm happy that uh, Carly gave me that that place for me to air all of this stuff out. And also, uh, Alana Helbig uh, from Podcast with Heart interviewed me as well. And um, it was also a very wonderful conversation. I went very deep in that and in, in why voice is so important. Actually, in both of those podcasts, from completely different perspectives, I spoke about voice. In Alana's, is more about the actual physical voice. And in Carly's, it's it's a little bit more about being, you know, uh, speaking up for yourself and owning your voice. So both of them are really great. What's really weird about them both coming out at the same time is that they literally were both, both of those ladies released my episodes on the same day. Both of them are podcast consultants or in the space of helping people podcast. And they both live in Australia. Isn't that crazy? So I was like, oh my God. So I just want, both of them are incredible uh, professionals. So especially if you ladies, you know, uh, that live near or possibly south of the border, (laughs) south of the equator, um, consider working with these women. They really know their stuff and they are very educated uh, around the industry. Check them both out. They have two different fields uh, and uh, you'll have link in the show notes so that you can check out their websites and possibly work with them if you need some podcast help of your own. All right. I got one pet peeve that I kind of found. We talked about this earlier yeah. between us, but uh-huh. as we were sitting here doing the show, oh, here uh, I comes. can listen. No, no, it's not what about did I you. Do? No, it's not about you. Yeah, uh, right. Well, maybe it is. What hap- <laughs> I have my cell phone on and has your phone and your computer fight for bandwidth. If you get a notification on your phone, it takes the bandwidth away from your computer. So if you're doing mm-hmm. an interview on Skype or something like that that's using bandwidth, it can draw that down and you'll get that Skypiness or that Skype drop-off. And it would even work in cast or anything else like that. So if you're recording from anything, it'll fight for bandwidth. So when you're podcasting, take your phone, put it on airplane mode if it's an iPhone. And if it's an Android, I don't know what you do with an Android because I threw mine against the wall five years ago. So I don't know what you do with one of those. But if you have an iPhone, put it on airplane mode. That way it's not going to fight for the bandwidth if you're on wireless. And if you, the best way to do it is to take your computer and plug it directly into the router. That way there's not really any interference. So that's my tip for the day. Yay. Thank you, John. There we go. Well, thank you, John. And everybody turn your uh, phones into airport and we will hear for you. We'll, we'll, We'll be here for you. We'll hear from you in a week. If you have any feedback, you can email us over at feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also send us some audio feedback and attach it to said email. Uh, and speakwhite.com slash shepodcast. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Yes, thank you. 
We will be back. Mean it! <laughs>